We are here with Catherine Campbell, candidate for the R7 School Board. Catherine, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. Awesome to hear. So I'm gonna come, we're coming with our very hard-hitting first question. Why are you running for the school board? Well, I will tell you, um, we moved to Lee Summit for the schools. I have two sons that were raised up through the Lee Summit schools, loved working with the teachers, the administrators, other parents, um, the other students in many different volunteer roles all through those years. So I really planned all along that this would be a next step for me. I um, thought it'd be a little bit further out. My youngest just graduated last May, and so I thought I'd take a few years off of volunteering and then think about running for the school board at that time. But we are going through so many great changes in our district right now, I just felt like the time was now. So So what changes specifically have motivated you the most? Well, I think looking at all the opportunities we have to work with all the kids on different types of learning and thinking about future opportunities for learning, it's just exciting. Are, are, there some, are there some specific things in there that you're talking about, about different types of learning and, and, and different types of preparation? Are there, are there a few maybe specific things that stand out to you? So I think definitely around all of the STEM opportunities that we have for our kids, not just the robotics great teams that we have at the high school level, but how can we get kindergartners working with robotics and with the Legos and the different types of ways to structure classrooms, the different learning opportunities. Kids learn in different ways ways. And I, the way I learn is different from the way you learn. And I think the more we leverage that, the more we bring out in every child those strengths and those opportunities for their learning. Catherine, I'm going to thank you for being so kind as to assume Nick can learn. And she has a style. She had me at Legos. I know. It's like you got lost at that point. I, I, I yeah. kind of glazed over I a little bit. Legos. So I get the same thing. Greatest so. toys ever made. Yes. They are. Yes. Man, I should just run for something, make that my platform. Until you step on them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into this. This one's gonna be a little bit harder, a little, little, little deeper. But I want to go into now. Um, let's talk a little bit about the equity plan. That's that's been a, a hot topic around the community and what and what the the school is planning. A and the plan was just passed unanimously passed by the current school board. So I want to know what kind of engagement are are you looking for from the community and also through what you would do as a member of the school board in formulating what that plan is going forward? So definitely they have the structure in place and that's been presented and approved by the school board. So I think first it's hearing about what the details are that are going to fill in the blanks within that structure. And I think we have a great example of a model that I think was phenomenal when we look at the capacity facilities plan and how that started. So it wasn't just a couple of people that went into a room and closed the door and talked about how we look at capacity across our district. They involved parents, they involved administrators, they involved staff, they involved certainly um, board members at different times, they involved the community, and it is a large group of cross-section of people across our city that are looking at how we look at the capacity for our district, right? People had input, they took that 
to the different meetings. They had three sessions planned throughout that three-month cycle, and they met with people. They looked for feedback. They sent surveys out. They did a great job of really engaging and involving people. And I think with this equity plan, that's going to be the key, is when we get down into the weeds of what those components are underneath all the structure that we have for the equity plan, it's going to be to engage all those folks in those discussions as well. And that's how you build a great plan, right? This is a lot of change for us as a district. When we talk about the difference between equal and equity, when we talk about meeting a student where they where they need to be met for their learning opportunities, that's different. And that's a change. And that's hard for people to get their arms around. But the more we engage people and talk about that openly and have good discussions around that, because at the end of the day, it's about our mission for the district, right? We're all in this together and moving our kids forward to their greatest potential. And when we talk about equity, that's what it's all about. And well, so, well, you know, why don't you clarify a little bit then, because you just brought up the difference between two words, and, and Jason and I like talking about words, especially me, but equal and equity. Yeah. So so why don't you talk about the differences between those two words and, and what those definitions mean in this conversation for you? So the definitions to me, equal means that we might have 30 students in a classroom, and there are 30 desks, and there is one teacher, and the teacher stands at the front at a podium and lectures, and 30 children listen, and that's treating children equally. A test is given. They've all heard the same material. They've all maybe read the same material. Equally, they take that test. Equity means we look at the opportunities for each student and what that student needs. Some students may need to go in a separate classroom in a group of five and listen on headphones to a test being read to them. Some students may do better to go sit in a cubby area by themselves and just focus and take that test. Some students may do great sitting at a desk and taking that test. Some students may have done great by listening to the lecture. Some students may not. So what do we need to do to provide those opportunities for learning for all of those students? And to me, that's at the core of equity. All right. Well, let's um, – I, I want to uh, dig in a little bit. So we are – currently uh, at the district just announced that the second phase of the Comprehensive Facilities Master Plan, CFMP. Nick. Well done, sir. Uh, Acronyms quite, are awesome. Well, I know Nick, Nick no, has I been – I get it wrong. Nick has time. been <laughs> mixing the M and the F back and forth, which I, probably is something to be said, but I'm not going to go there today. So, um, But that that one's going on, though. So the second phase and a lot of that, yes. in, a lot of that engagement is happening – or we'll be gearing back up if it hasn't already started. Yeah. How do you then, and I think complicating things further, so you already have this path going, and I know it's not going to be a huge length of time, but how do you then, and then I think there's a lot of community resistance to this this equity plan, to the equity concept. Mm -hmm. um, how do you plan to maybe help balance the, the needs for these separate engagements as well as how do you engage a community that may be a little bit tough to kind of bring to the water. Right. Even I think, 
you know, from what I've heard in talking with people, there's some confusion just with that phase one. Because we also started talking about equity, I think some people have gotten confused that when we looked at capacity planning, which was phase one, when we looked at how many students are in this school versus how many students are in this school, and how do we balance out the existing infrastructure that we have, I think that's when some people got a little confused because I heard, you know, people in driveway conversations, well, I, I think this is about the test scores were lower over in this school, so we got to move some students around. I didn't read any of that in phase one. What I clearly heard in phase one was numbers and buildings and how do we even out that distribution so that we're not over capacity in some of our schools where kids are out in trailers and we're under capacity in other schools so we've got classrooms that are getting you know, more empty and more empty. So I think to your point, there was confusion just because we started talking about multiple changes at the same time. So I think the opportunity on phase two as people are struggling with some of those components about the equity plan is we've got to get in good conversation and find out what the real concerns are and how do we address those real concerns. And once we do that, I think we'll be able to have some good dialogue and and meet those concerns where they are. Well, how do you do that as a member of the school board? Mm-hmm. How would you create those opportunities and that dialogue with different people throughout the throughout the district? So certainly people are engaged and invited, and I'm assuming that phase two will have those same open forums that well, phase I one. Well, I maybe how you personally, how Kathy member, would do it. Yeah, yeah. As a member of the school board, yeah. how will you create some of that dialogue and some of that conversation and that, that open ability for, for people to get involved with you? I think that's a great question. So there's a formal process, right, with the school board, where you go to a school board meeting, and I didn't know this process before, um, I think it was about 10 years ago, I had something I wanted to talk to a school board member about. So I learned kind of the formal process. So you go to the meeting, you sign in, right, you go up to the podium, and you get some time. An informal process is just what I'm doing in this campaign. And so I have my website and my Facebook, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and I'm putting You're on... You're like the only person left who's excited about Facebook, I think, at this okay. point. So well, it's I, okay. I, I appreciate your... I can't go into the... for engagement, I, but... I can't go into how I feel about Zuckerberg and some of the personal information. We're not going to talk PII tonight and solve that problem, but we could later if you'd like to. We're doing that off air. Okay. <laughs> that that works for me. So um, I'm going to put some events on there inviting people. I'm going to call it Coffee Time with Kathy so that we can talk, right, so that we can sit over a cup of coffee and have some good dialogue. I plan to continue that as a school board member. So maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter. I don't know how much people want to get engaged with me, but whatever it takes, I represent the people of Lee Summit. I better be listening to those people in Lee Summit. So that's my plan. All right. So I think another another topic that has come along, um, you know, with with the the equity issue and the things is is Dr. Carpenter. And there's been um, and honestly, it predates him to the prior superintendent as well about the relationship between the school board and the superintendent and how that plays out as a whole. What do you think the role, how do you see the role um, between you as a board member and the superintendent and, and how strong a role do you think you need to take in, in you know, engaging with him um, in a public forum? Well, 
certainly, you know, the school board employs a su- the superintendent. We pr- appraise his performance. We discuss that with him. We support initiatives. You know, as the when we talk about the plan that's out there, the equity plan, there will certainly be work done by many people in the community, administrators and staff that will fill in the blanks. Dr. Carpenter will be representing that to the board, right, and discussing that. I plan to ensure that we're holding folks accountable to ensuring that when we talk about the metrics that we're going to measure some of these things with, that we're looking at those metrics. We're making sure that the changes we're making bring value to our children's education in Lee Summit. So there's the accountability piece that I think is critical, but it's also an open dialogue. So again, it's a formal relationship, certainly that the board has with the superintendent, but there's also plenty of room for informal discussions. I would expect that with with any role like this. Does that does that relationship operate like other employee employer relationships? Do you see that as a similar thing? Boy, I hope it's more than that. Um, but I, it starts there certainly. Um, but I hope it's more than that because it should be a relationship where open and honest dialogue goes back and forth, right? And ideas are flowing back and forth. Awesome. We're going to wrap things up here, and now, now I want you to just take like 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and just tell voters why they should choose you. Thank you. I think voters should choose me because I am passionate about the children that live in our Lee Summit community and about their learning. I have had a lot of experience in the workplace and in volunteer roles, leading groups and leading hard conversations. You know, as a program manager in information technology, sometimes things don't go too well on projects. And you have to get people in a room and you really have to talk through it. And you have to have honest, open dialogue around that. And I've worked hard throughout my career to be able to have those conversations and to be able to do that respectfully. Because anyone that's willing to come, you know, we talk about coming to the arena, right? Anyone who's willing to come to the table and talk about things, you've got to do it with respect foremost. And again, in my volunteer roles, certainly looking at how do we engage more people to volunteer? How do we get people really excited about the mission that we're working on and getting as many people involved to to get that executed as possible. And so I've spent many years working on that, and I'm ready to to do it now at the school board level. I consider myself what I call a change agent. So when things are going through great change, when we implement a new system across a company, that brings great change to many of the folks that work at the company or the customers of that company. And you've got to be thinking about how are people going to handle this change? How can we help people handle this change? How can we engage more people to be a part of the change? And I'm an expert at that, and I'm ready to dig in and roll up my sleeves and, and help across the, the community with that. Well, Kathy, Kathy? Yep. Thank, thank you, you very much. We're, we're jumping over each other. Yep. You've made us <laughs> agree. Thank you for taking time to come and talk with us. We really appreciate it, and good luck in the election. Well, thanks, and thanks so much for this opportunity. I love getting the message out and appreciate your time as well.